0: Nice to meet you guys very much. So uh, I want to take a deep dive a little bit later into the movie in which I see the film poster in the background, the arrangement. Yeah. Uh, watched it last night. A lot of fun. A lot of things I want to discuss. And it's. I'm kind of like having a hard time not even getting right into it because I'm a guy that's originally from the East Coast area. I love the Philadelphia um, area. And uh, I know the locations where you guys shot a lot of those scenes. Really cool. I can't wait to uh, talk about it, but you know, guys, uh, what have you guys been doing to keep yourself busy? We live in crazy times nowadays for me, it's music, it's television, it's sports, it's family, uh, golfing. I'm a shitty golfer. I just took it up. I'm terrible, you know, but, uh, what about you? Uh, We'll start with you, Andrew. Um, what
1: have you been doing, man? I I, watching a lot of good TV. We were just talking actually the other day, uh, and movies too, I guess, but it's like the golden age of TV now, man. There's so many good shows on and so many. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. I, I gave up golfing in a long time ago, uh, John. I, I tried, man. I tried. I, I couldn't do it. So I, it is a great game, man, but mostly me, TV, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the same boat, really. Just uh, films. I'm always trying to catch up on the films of the year, man. You know, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm a big film fan too. And I, you know, I like write my own reviews and everything and, TV, always watching TV, sports. I'm infuriated by uh, the Super Bowl, you know, whatever. So <laughs> you know, just busy with, like, just writing stuff. You know what I mean? You always just try to stay creative, yeah. you know?
0: Absolutely, man. You know, and speaking about the Super Bowl and sports, you know, I watched it yesterday. It wasn't a very competitive game. Uh, the halftime show, I, I'm a musician, and I really like music in a great way, obviously, and I appreciate anyone whether it's in films, I'm a big sports guy, too, with boxing. If anyone goes out there and puts themselves out there in a creative outlet and challenges themselves, but that mm-hmm. show gave me, like, a panic attack. Like, there was just too much, like, people dancing, and yes, they had masks on, right? Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> it was, uh, just the crowds in general, like, the, uh, the audience, the crowds were a lot. I think it was kind of cool, though, that um, they were really able to utilize the field because, you know, they didn't let the crowd on the field this time. So that was kind of different. I don't remember any halftime shows where they were kind of had full range, you know? Yeah.
0: That's a great point. Speaking about utilizing the field, did you guys see that streaker? Like, well, not a streaker because he wasn't naked, but that dude that ran across the
1: field? Yeah, yeah, from a distance, so It was a wide shot, and then they cut away. They didn't get
2: close to them. They pulled away. I saw the full video, like, later, oh, you saw like later. I didn't see something. It. But, yeah, they, they cut off that pretty quick,
0: man. Right, yeah. right. It was – you know, it's, I didn't see it when it happened. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, when exactly did this happen? Because I'm, like, watching this. I'm like, is this, like, some kind of joke video? And then you see homeboy, like, just do a 100-yard dash – and then, obviously, the ultimate demise is going to get you. Know if you're going to do something like that, people, you're, an ass whooping will follow you.
2: Yeah, uh, he, he had a pretty sick spin move though on the one security guard before they had <laughs> him. But I saw it. I was like, all right, man, okay. They, i the use him right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that was
1: the best play of the game, yeah. man. It was. I mean, he scored more points. He had an official touchdown. Kansas City he didn't right. even get one. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're
0: right. You're right. But, yeah, man, I'm a huge uh, sports fan. Um, obviously, you guys follow and have a pulse on it. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned music being a big part of my life. Uh, what kind of music do you guys like?
2: Oh, you know that one first. Uh, music? Uh, Bob Dylan is probably, like, my hero. I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. I like a lot of folk. Uh, I also love a lot of, like, more, like, you know, 90s rap and select modern rap. Like, I like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Like, they're really good ones, you know? Um you know, 70s, I, I, really not a lot of 80s stuff, I'll be honest, man. Pretty much, I, I can find, you know, something nice in every genre and, you know, every time period. Yeah, but the 80s were not my my thing, man. But even, like, 90s, like Sublime is probably one of my favorite bands.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm a little old school. I, I, I'm a Dylan guy. I like uh, a lot of jam bands. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff around, man. You know, there's it, art being created all the time, so you just got to keep your ears open to it. Yeah. Um, I get stuck in my ways, but uh, there's a lot of creative stuff these days, a lot of good stuff.
2: Got to give everything a chance, you know? Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. A lot of people give a lot of great thought into a lot of things in detail, what they're doing nowadays with a lot of shows I've been watching. Um, And things from yesteryear, I mean, I'm a huge Sopranos guy. Like I said, originally, I'm from the East Coast area. I think it's one of the most brilliantly acted, directed, shot, written shows I've ever seen. Um, I redid Boardwalk Empire recently great i'm a big cobra kai fan obviously i'm a transformers and sci-fi nerd you yeah
1: know, awesome.
0: those are those are great things so what i liked about i want to talk about i think it's your andrew if, if i'm not mistaken and jake is this the first feature that you guys ever done full length the arrangement
2: yes yeah, yeah 100%. And, and,
0: right yeah, yeah i did some research into that i think it's remarkable and then i'm looking at I'm watching the movie and I'm really engaged. First of all, Eric Roberts starts off with this great just monologue. And it's it brings you back to like old school theater acting, right? He's on stage, he's in front of people, and you could tell that Eric, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor, man. It's one of my favorites. And what a great guy, him and his wife and, and his family. Yep. I just I, I adore them. Uh so when I'm watching that, I was immediately brought in and then I'm figuring out the movie got this mystery thing going on so uh before I give I don't want to give too much away because if people have not seen this film yet I don't want to spoil it for you it's a mystery and I want people to figure it out but if you guys want to share anything by all means what brought on this this conception of this film because it's a very unique and very um mysterious movie
1: I so that the the concept came from my wife uh saying that I was looking to write a screenplay and she said, you know, I find interesting what happens to people who sold their soul to the devil have to give it up. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, I haven't heard that. I mean, it's been, you know, everything's been done, but I'm like, I haven't heard that much. So I kind of wrapped it around that story. And I wrote, I wrote the script about 20 years ago when Jake was much younger, you know, eight or seven,
2: eight,
1: um, the original script. and, And he helped me rewrite it to what it was today. But, um, yeah, I kind of drove me from it. It drove from that. And, and and the spine of the story pretty much was always around those six murders. And then you kind of started thinking, how, how do we tie that together? And cops see murders more than beauticians or accountants. So, you know, the next thing you know, it's a cop mystery. So you kind of kind of weave those two stories together to make it plausible. So that's where it came from. You know. And Eric's character was, he kind of hit it right with a showbiz guy. You know, it's like a, it's yeah, like a, te- yeah. a theatrical Tony Robbins even like a TED Talk guy, you know, yeah. just just that kind of slickness, man. Yeah. So yeah, and he nailed it. He walked out, owned it. He did. <laughs> owned it. It was a lot of dialogue, and he and he he just owned it. It was really good work. Yeah. Right away, you get invested the first scene.
0: You know, uh, it's just very interesting, and it grabs you. You know, it right away. It's very compelling, and it makes you like, okay, where is this going? This is a lot at once, but it's it's a good amount of a lot. Because I think you need the right actor to do something like that. Someone that has really good delivery. Someone that has really good conviction. Someone that's got really good swag, charm, personality. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, wow, where is this going, man? And then, you know, we get to Philly. And I'm like, oh, man, that's the, that's the museum that Rocky run right up the stairs at. <laughs> did you guys ever do that? Because I did that stupid shit like everyone else. <laughs>
1: You, you always get down there. You got to gotta do it. You yeah. won't bother. You have to do it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, homage, hey, yeah.
1: you know. So, absolutely.
2: <laughs> fact, you got to run up those stairs. I remember I
0: was I was dating uh, many years ago. I was dating someone that was uh, going to college. She was going to college in Philadelphia. And I'm like, because I'm like, holy shit, that's the Rocky Museum. I hit the <laughs> brakes. I'm like, I hit the hazard. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll
1: be right back.
2: Absolutely, get up those stairs right now. Actually,
1: a funny story of Brittany Amber, who played Amber in the movie, and she was yes. incredible. Great, great job. She yep. did a, a yeah. phenomenal job. And she, uh, when we when she flew in to Philly, it was a Sunday night, and, and a guy on our crew, or actually our cousin, my nephew uh, James, picked her up. And the first thing she wanted to do was get a cheesesteak, right? And she wanted to go see the Rocky statue in the art in the art museum. So she did the same thing too. So, so no, it, it's what you do when you come you to film. And you, yeah, you, you got you. you, got
0: you. Did, did you get all the way like full blast when you go up to the top of the stairs? Because it's not easy to do, it's a lot harder than it looks.
1: I've done it one time, I've done you know, at least one time, but yeah, long, long time ago I did it. And yeah. yes, but it was a long time ago.
0: So, so we get into the meat and potatoes uh, of the first act of the film, which I found very interesting. I like the chemistry between the two leads that we see right from the beginning, the detectives, I was watching this because I know this is going to be a mystery type of thing, you know, but I didn't know much about it. Like I didn't want to go into it knowing too much. Like I want to try to figure this shit out for myself. You know what I mean? So I go in there and I'm like, I know it's a murder thing. That's obvious with the thing with the supernatural, with the photos, we'll get to there in a moment. I don't want to jump ahead. But I'm like I'm like the mustache guy. He's very suspect. But I'm like that's like it's too
1: obvious, right?
2: Yeah. I like that you feel that way.
1: Yeah, yeah I that's like cool. that. Oh, uh, it, it, ha- Danny Donnelly is Harry Frank for the mustache guy. We joked about the mustache all oh, the time. Man, the whole oh, it's time. a great mustache. He's <laughs> incredible, and uh, yeah, he and he owned it. And uh, Jennifer Kay played uh, Jessica. Yes. So that's
2: two leads. Um, yeah, that, that I always always joke about his mustache getting like a supporting actor nomination. You're right <laughs> for right, right. the film. Another credit, Another yeah, credit.
0: absolutely. It's like a co-star.
2: Uh, like, I, I, I felt bad. I just you know he had to grow that, and you know we shot over a period of you know two, three, two you know, and a half, three weeks, months. Yeah, you know yeah. intermittently, you know on certain days. And I mean, I just felt bad. He had to wear that thing around. You know, just yeah. his normal life. You know, just carry that thing around. He <laughs> did it with honor, man. You know, and I, you know, he's, he's and amazing. the
0: mustache is a lifestyle, like. If you wear that thing, like, you know, you're saying, hey, this is me. This is what I'm throwing out there to <laughs> well, you.
1: You. You, are, you. You are. You are truly being your true self. That's what's yeah. kind of cool. You got to commit It's a that. lot of courage, yeah. man. All no, of courage. No half measures. With no, the no, no half measures. Not with that. Yeah, you know. No half measures with the mustache. That's, that no, thing. You go all in.
0: You know what you're getting into. The same way the guy ran off the football field. He knew an ass whooping was coming. He did it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. You wear a mustache, you know, and especially if it's just like a clean shaven face with an emphatic like mustache that's thick and heavy, like, yeah. like a Tom Selleck. Like you, you got to uh, stop th- and look at the mustache.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, and that was a big deal. In fact, uh, yeah, that was funny. It, it is. And Danny was right on, right on right
2: your page with me, you know, into that character. Oh right? yeah. I mean. Well, when, when him and I had spoke about like the look of Harry Frick, um, we had talked a lot of, you know, like about like you know influence, and I definitely was kind of thinking like a Joaquin Phoenix from uh, if you ever saw her, of, course, know, of course, of course, yeah. I definitely kind of had like that kind of guy, like you know, the, even like the, the way he stands, his posture, like just the like a lot. Of, I, I, you know, I definitely wanted to kind of model it to some extent, you know, after that yeah. character. And I think Dan did a great job of kind of even taking it a that's, different way, and still.
0: That's really interesting because I love the influence of how characters have origins because. Whenever we write anything, and for me it's music, and now I'm trying to do screenwriting a little bit and all this kind of stuff. It's like you you gotta model it. You gotta have an idea in your head. It's like when you read a book and you read about the characters, like you gotta you gotta picture what you know the, the lead will be like, you know, and it gives you like a good like idea of where your story wants to go. I also want to talk about the camera work in this film before we go into the midsection of this movie. Great, great camera. Like, who did this? Like, because it was amazing.
2: It was our, uh, well, our DP, Brian Keenan. Um, I mean, Philly's best in my mind. I mean, the guy is amazing. He's, uh, I work with him all the time. He's a good friend of ours, too. And the guy is just excellent. He's And he's so willing to kind of put himself out there and take direction, but also give me feedback. And he always, whenever I would, you know, sit down with him to break down a scene, i tell him what I wanted to do. He never got turned off or was kind of like, Oh, you can't do that like he was like oh yeah you know what i mean he was always on board whereas you know, not everybody is always yeah. you know like they kind of think in a certain way brian was always just down for anything and i'm a big tracking shot guy um you know i used it when i could in this film as much as i could really as much as it made sense and uh brian loves that too handheld tracking like uh so and brian was just always ready to do anything man the guy is just insane he's so good yeah
1: uh, and it, very very lucky and, and we this is the first feature but We've done four shorts, short and, films, yeah. and, and Brian shot them all, or at least yeah. four films that we released. We had another film that we haven't released that Brian didn't shoot, but those four did. Yeah. So it's it, and we're doing something else with it down later down the line, year,
2: you know.
1: So yeah, Brian's part of that that, that yeah. process. It's a great look, and, and it's beautiful. Very proud of how it looks, and yeah. he ed- and he edited it too. So yeah, with Jake. So you know they worked through that process. So this is
0: his first time shooting a full length and editing.
1: Brian, well, yeah. well, Brian's edited stuff, but well, I don't know who got the for <laughs> for feature. Length. I don't think he edited yeah, a feature. No. no, I can't say if he's wow. ever shot a feature film. I think he, might he, have, shot he might have shot, shot a feature of, film. Uh,
2: yeah, without you, he, he Yeah, yeah, he's shot, shot he, he feature. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. involved.
2: Yeah, wow.
1: he'll be doing a lot more of them. Let's put it that way. Yes.
0: Oh, there's no doubt. The aerial shots are wonderful. Right away, like I'm very deep into films, and I look at things, and I'm very visual when it comes to things, aesthetics and whatnot. And then I knew where you guys were. I'm like, okay, they're in this city and you get an idea of the city and it sets you up for like what the the night looks like, what the temperature is, you know, like the clearness of the sky. Like it's very artsy and visual and I like that, but it's also like you had said, Jake, it moves quick. And the editing is very solid. And sometimes if you watch like a quickly edited thing, it could be like, whoa, whoa, whoa but you guys did it in a way where it's like camera a camera b and then also environment so did you guys have an influence on that or was that the actual
2: uh editor and camera guy that did that uh i mean we definitely had an influence on it you know anything right. we, uh, we had talked about you know at length beforehand but um i mean brian i mean just as the editor i mean yeah he, he had a lot to do with that clearly um but uh, and I'm glad you appreciate, like, the aerial, the drone shots of yeah. uh, Philly. And I, I really thought we did a good job of setting the landscape up. Um, yeah. Sidney Lumet's one of my favorite directors. And he always – there was always jokes and, like, sayings about, like, New York was like a character in his films almost. Yep. And I was kind of I, I was kind of thinking about that with this. I kind of wanted Philly to have that feel in the film, you know. I wanted to wrap it properly, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad you appreciated that. That's cool. You guys achieved that right off the bat. Um, and I always told
0: this, you know – My wife, you know, I live in Vegas now. I'm originally from Jersey, about 15 minutes away from the city, depending on traffic and whatever. So I would take her, you know, before I moved out here, because she's originally from Vegas, I would take her out to, like, New York, and I'd be like, you know, we go, like, across the Hudson River on a ferry boat, and I'd be like, it looks so much better from here than it does when you're in there, because you can't see anything. You know, yeah. it's like the buildings are everything's on top of each other. But New York yeah. and like Philly, I tell you what, Philly has one of the greatest, in my opinion, skylines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Building
0: structures, right, Andrew? They're amazing. I think it's underrated
2: sometimes. So yeah, glad,
0: yeah.
1: It, 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 it's a cool city. I really am proud of Philly Phil. and, and the actors. So you mentioned New Jersey. We had, had at least, I know, three, at least three actors, four actually, probably. Michael Johnson, who played, uh, 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 Jay the actor Jake Harris, Jay Harris and, and Brian Wilson who played the senators from Cherry Hill and Brian Wilson's been in everything. Brian Wilson's a stud, god. Erlyn Anderson who played the little girl. She's from Jersey, and I think uh, Sophia Parola. Sophia Parola, yeah. who, who played uh, who played the senator's aide. Was from Rollins,
2: Jersey.
1: Yeah. so many good actors from Philly, Jersey area, man, yeah. and New York. I mean, a couple from New York, and of course from LA with Eric and, Eric, and yeah, Brittany. Brittany yeah. Amber. Yeah, we're we're lucky, man. It's a great town, man. I, I, Philly is a great town, and I'm proud of it. You know, a lot. Of, I, I talk about the, the host of Philly actors there, Mike mcfadden It was really Donnelly, and Jennifer, and Amy, Amy and, Teresa. Yeah, and uh, and Allison Kessler yep. and Dax Richardson. Dax all these Richardson, guys are yes. so good, and they're all right in our area, man. It's really hard not to, uh, it, it, it's a blessing, man. He's got a lot of talented actors who are committed to grow a mustache and wear it for three months or, <laughs> or to do what. But yet they give up other things and they really do. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's, it was a gift to see. It was really cool. It's and an artsy city. There's a
0: lot of appreciation and love for art. Like when I was a traveling musician, it would like, people would stop and like actually give you a compliment where I'm like, I'm from like near New York and New Jersey, not to like, crap on my neighbors back home, but they don't stop and tell you, oh, you did good over here now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get that. You know, it's just yeah. like, hey, you did what you were supposed to do. I paid for it. So you entertained me. Thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, well, you know, you, you got to respect that, too. But um, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, like, got, uh, I mean, I don't know who. I mean, Mike McFadden and Brittany Amber probably – i don't know i mean that's one of my favorite characters in the movie. Might be yeah, yeah those two guys together i, I like oh, them all though
2: Scaglione. i did then, love
1: scaglia but then just... jake what's your favorite character other people what was your favorite little outside
0: thing you of have? um eric roberts because he's always he's one of those guys that would just take you in yeah
2: Amazing.
0: um i like the female lead a lot i thought she was excellent um, not not hard on the eyes obviously but, you know, uh, she had a lot of honesty to her uh, approach to the role, you know, yeah. and a lot of diversity. Um, you know, I thought everyone was really well balanced and very, very good. And what I liked about the film is the um, the music. Okay, the piano
1: player. I don't know who you guys used. Oh, you know, the fact just, that you said yeah. piano player. Okay, he's going to love that. because. that. John Aberice, he's the one who did the score, uh, and he uh, he always says to us, "I'm just a piano player" because he came up in the music, the soundtracks, they're playing piano.
2: The but it's funny he says that he's also he's a teacher, he's a composer, he's a yes. multi instrumental musician. But yeah. he's like, "I'm just a piano player, I'm but just yo, a piano player, yeah, yeah, humble yeah, yeah. guy, man, he's, he's
1: great." Yeah, but he did the score, and, and as Jake said, he he's a, as a he teaches a sound editing, he teaches. A lot of things about film at Drexel University. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He did. He made that. That really ties it together. I didn't think it would, but it did more than I could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could
0: totally agree with you. That's another standout thing right away. Uh, What I like about the film is that it hits you right off the bat. You got Eric Roberts and it's really like engaging scene. And that really is the book end of the whole film because it's like these people are getting, you know, I'm going to say for lack of a better word, I guess, hypnotized by what's going on there. And then you get this beautiful camera work, and then you hear all this great music, and then we start getting our characters who we just discussed. And I I think that the two leads, uh, the detectives were amazing. I thought they played off each other very, very well. So now we get in the second act, and you get this little taste, and I will spoil something, guys, I'm sorry, of like, it's a little, there's something, there's something else, it's just not on the surface here. There's some supernatural or something Going on. And now I got myself like looking like when I watched the movie like seven, you know, I'm like, huh, or like Fight Club, like, huh? You know, yeah. or what was the one with Bruce Willis? Um, uh, the, the one when he was actually dead. I forgot the name of the movie, but you're it's watching it. Makes sense. it makes sense. Oh, yeah, it makes it. Sense. yeah. So yeah. you're watching it and you're suspect, like, I don't know about this. So then you 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 flesh it out and you start to see things. You guys did very good at the subtleties, but without giving too much away until the very end, which I want to talk about the end. So we I guess we will spoil because the ending's awesome. So what was the, the there's got to be a lot of trick with continuity to write something like that. So whoever wants to take this question, uh, what what was it like to write a mystery? Oh, start with
1: you. I uh the whole idea, it really was, it started from, like, what happens when people who sold their soul to the devil have to give it up. And then you wrap around a cop thing, but the idea is you don't want to point at it necessarily. You want it to be there, but you don't want to point at it. So, the idea is to point at something else. uh, Yeah, or is it, and and are these two to talking? And and that was the idea to always kind of give the audience a person who could potentially be the bad guy. And you had, you know, you had Harry, you had Jessica, you had Dax, or not Dax, but Devlin. Talk about Dax Richardson. Maybe Captain Murray. You know, it could have been the waiter. You know, it could have yeah. been the. have been know, a portal star? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could have been. It's it's, right. And the idea is to try and make that as plausible as possible that people go, "Yeah, it could," because it's it, it seemed natural. And I got to say, it, it, it's the actors really brought it. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, it just was. They all were. They all were just so. I'm an actor, so maybe I'm partial, but actors just—they all came. We, we got really blessed because they all came and delivered characters, man. Oh,
2: and, and, and,
1: and Eric, you talk about Eric. I could talk about Eric for five hours. Too, yeah. <laughs> I could <I'm laughs>
2: too. Hell of an experience, man.
1: All good. It's all phenomenal. I, I, I he's yep. like a, the biggest pro. Um, he's a machine. He's a
2: machine, man. I, 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 he, he, he wouldn't take breaks, dude. I yeah. Mean,
1: like
2: he, yeah. he would, right? And it was just. It was one of those things where I feel like a lion tamer, you know. I'm like this normal human being working with this like, legend. <laughs> <laughs> but he's it's like just majestic and he's fucking powerful and he's out there just killing it. And I'm like, oh my god, like you know. And I, I didn't want like ruin his mojo at times, so I you know when I was directing him, it was like, you know, slight adjustments here, you know, maybe like you know emphasize this, you know, like, but I didn't want to. It's Eric Roberts, man. The like, Pope of Greenwich Village and fuck, it. I'm like just go, of Greenwich Village, just put the camera roll, just get right. this guy right. killing it. Chewing up scenery, and he—I mean—he couldn't have been a cooler experience. He couldn't have been any cooler. He's such a nice guy, man. I, like I said, you know,
0: uh, I, I have the opportunity to know him on a personal level. Had him on the show a couple times. His uh, stepson Keaton Simons, a brilliant musician. Uh, wow, just watch about... Keaton play over here in Philly. You know? Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. yo, he's got so much soul and so much like natural, um you know, he's just a natural artist, and a great, great guy, uh, down to earth, super appreciative, in in tune with everything, um, very smart, and the thing is, I had him on my show twice, we did one where we had him just play some music, like a storyteller's, and it was a blast, and he's always so happy to do things, you know, and that's how Eric and Eliza are too, like, I had them on uh, one time in particular my dog, my little chihuahua was hanging out with us and my wife and, you know, Eric and with his cats and Eliza and we just had a a great, great time and it's it's unbelievable, you know, to have uh, those experiences when you meet your heroes of life and they actually are cool, you know, so not always like that so it's cool they're not always like that absolutely absolutely so we're going to move forward with the movie in a minute before i get to uh, a little bit more towards uh the end of the film type of thing i gotta ask you guys this the walking head as a porno title was amazing (laughs) i was laughing my ass off i almost fell off my chair who came up with the walking head
1: I, I, I can't, so I don't know. I think that was you, man. I don't know who's me. It could have been out there, too, too. so I don't know. But you just think of, like, I know we came up with um, Screwing Private Ryan and Steve. Steve. Walking <laughs> Head might have been out there. You just grab it. You know, I, I think, uh, you yeah, know, the other ones, you just throw out shit. And Britney, by the way, Britney. was friggin' amazing. ad living. Yeah.
2: It's an improv. Very,
1: very funny. In fact, the, the, just a real quick thing, the little – Porno vignette at the beginning that Mike McFadden and Brittany. That's why I really, that's one of my favorite parts of the film. Is they just, we just did that at the end of the day. It was like yeah. two, two Last takes, thing three we takes shot that day. And they just uh, ad libbed it. And the whole thing, we, we should have put that on the DVD, the <laughs> whole thing, because we had to edit it down to fit it in there. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Forgot For God Forgotten Country. Forgotten <laughs> Country. It, it and was
0: you. great because I knew, I'm like, okay, this isn't a real scene, this is a porno scene. And I've watched a couple of those in my day. So it's like you're watching them and, and, you know, you know, it's like cheesy. And it's like, so I'm like, wait, this is they're on a porno set right now, man. Like, it's so obvious, you know, and uh, I thought it was well done. I thought all the actors that were involved with it. And that's the thing is that you guys really did. Whoever did the casting for you guys did a dynamite job. I see that it's a family project that you guys had a lot of your family members. What what's better than working with your family, man, and doing something that you love?
1: Uh, I, I cannot. Uh, my, my daughter Melissa was like behind the scenes, everything. Um, she produced it. She was in it. Um, we we had our apartment, and she helped us so much with post production. Uh, and Nick, uh, my other uh, my younger son, he was uh, he was a waiter, and he also helped on set and helped him post my daughter, Jessie, who, who lived across the state, but she did some artwork for it. She did the, uh, the uh, Jacob Wish Foundation uh, logo and some other artwork for the film. So yeah, it was, and, and my wife greenlit it. My wife, you know, approved the project. So she's the <laughs> boss. So yeah, it was a family film, it really was. And it was great to work with that. But also film family, you know, Jennifer Kaye was, was a great partner, Danny, great partner. Amy, you know, Amy um, Teresa, Brian, uh, I mean, Brian, Dave Kapler, all these people were like part of the film and like, you know, our, we call them our film family. We all do work together a lot and we like
0: That's it. That's the key word is family. Yeah, And when you have family involved, like I had a family business for a long time, close to my family, you you just, it makes everyone come together. And even if they're not part of your family, they become a part of your family, yeah. you know, yeah. because you share this amazing thing. Like to be a film writer like you guys are, directors and everything that you're doing nowadays. Uh, that, that's a big accomplishment. That's something that's not easy to do. I, I was going, going through the film last night and I'm like saying, man, there's there's a lot of dialogue here. And that's great because I have a hard time personally writing dialogue. I can write funny shit, but quick. But I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I'm like, am I giving too much away? Am I making it too obvious? It's not easy to do that. So who wrote the dialogue for this, and, and what's that challenge like to do, uh, finish a screenplay?
2: Well, you, you, I mean, my father wrote the original draft years ago um, like when I was a child, and he eventually let me read it when I was, like, I think, like, 13 or 14, and I kind of grew up with the story, and I, I remember the dialogue was always pretty good, but, I mean, we, we ended up, uh, like, cutting down a couple things, but really, I mean, I... I i think i gotta give him credit for like the most of the dialogue man I mean, I, he's, I, see he's taking so I, I i disagree I, i think the dialogue
1: i think the script was written very linearly the story was there like you know the murders and the, 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 the or the suicides or whatever they are um what we needed what i needed was really like the to make the characters more interesting around it <laughs> and that's where i think the dialogue comes. Um, the, the presentation of it with that, with, with Jake's help to help flesh it out because he's a great dialogue writer. But also, like, once again, the actors it just taking ownership of this and committing to it. So, so you know, it, it was pretty, I, I, I think I'm proud of the writing. But, yeah. but the final product was was better, made by better. Yeah, actors. it just kept getting
2: elevated by great actors. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. with me, I, I just always refer, like, refer back to, like, a scene in Birdman, the film Birdman, where he says, you know, you said the same thing in four lines, make it work in one. You know what I mean? So I was kind of like, that's that's what I always think about. And I think we did a good Very job. Good. I think we did a good job of, of, of just making it, being deliberate enough without not giving enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, why I brought this question up because
0: I'm going to get to where we're at now, like mid uh, film is that you guys give you just a little bit to make your mind work, but not give you all of it. And, you know, not Too little at the same time. So it's like, all right, and I I like that because it makes me like as a as a viewer, you want to like make sure, like now you're like a detective. You're picking up paper and you're like, all right, this person said that, they're the fucking killer. (laughs) You know? That's That's like what you're doing. And I did that last night. I wrote down notes as I was watching the film, and you know, the first thing I said was Philly, awesome. And then like the movie opens up with Eric Roberts, great. wow this is like theater eric so i was taking notes during a thing the thing you guys did with the photography meaning the pictures that were dropped on people i thought was very unique and this is what i was like okay this now it's obvious this has to be some kind of sci-fi supernatural kind of type thing what the hell is going on that's a great concept and i don't want to give too much away but i'm probably going to do it anyway because i'm a talker uh <laughs> Again, who came up with this concept? I'll let you guys take it, uh, whoever wants to get it, because I thought that was very unique.
1: So, so that so that's interesting. So I wrote the script in 2000, and the idea was 24 years. It was a 24-year give-your-life thing, contract. So 24 years from 2000 was like the 70s, you know, with disco and leisure suits and, and Polaroid pictures. Uh-huh. So the idea of the Polaroid came in there because that's what the technology was. In two thousand, was the most. It was the technology you could get to get an instant picture. You have cell phones, so so we kept that in there, even though today you can you know you can kind of create anything. But the Polaroid made it feel like it was more of a yeah. tangible thing to hold yeah. on to. Absolutely, and, and change and just be there. It'd be this like pain in the ass for Harry. Yeah. You know? So yeah, but so so it was created originally, but it was adapted to present itself best in the story. Yeah. Which you do, you do a lot of that. You do a lot of adapting things, you oh work. God, yeah. Yeah, you work with, all, you, you keep on working with what you have and, and
2: shaping it as you go along. Yeah, if you think anything is like set in stone on the first day of production or shooting, I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I mean you know, some things, but a lot of things just smooth out yeah. and you figure, okay, we're gonna do this instead, I think. You know I mean? You feel things out and you're like, all right, right. Gotta, you gotta so adapt.
1: People man. have good ideas you so and you're adapt. like, go with it, man. Of Take
2: course, it. of yeah.
0: course. I love how you guys, uh, you you know, Andrew, you mentioned, and, you know, things that are tangible, like, and then because you could relate to it, you know what it is, number one. And, you know, I think on the cinema, on the screen, it looks way better when you have something that's not like a digital, like someone's holding up an iPhone, like, hey, look at this. It's like, you got, you got a photo, you got something in your hands, you know, even with like music for me, I loved records and CDs and tapes back in the day because you got like liner notes you get you get to read uh, oh, yeah. who the producer was you get to read who the artist was the lyricist who, who the whole company was nowadays you download something on this stuff and all you see is the picture and you put the headphones on and you there's really no attachment to it you know unless you really give a shit you know and and so the, it makes it more like i think there's more cinematic appeal i mean if the guy was just like leaving like cell phones on victims you know, or like yeah. print it out like pictures. Yeah, same. You gotta have you gotta have the Polaroids.
2: Yeah, it's it's actually cool that the Polaroid made it and that we decided to keep it there because uh, you're right. It gave like a sense of nostalgia too. I think, and yes. it was all more cinematic. And you know, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, man. Yeah, like the albums and, and even even books too. Like I see people with the, with the like downloading books on like their digital devices. Like, I can't.
0: I can't do it either, brother. I can't do it either. need to yeah. book my
2: hands, man. I can't do it either.
0: So I want to talk about sins because there's a, a great, uh, I think, in my opinion, as a viewer, when I was watching this, is that the people that were selling themselves over to Eric Roberts' deal had committed some sins, right? Am I wrong here?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think selling your soul to the devil. You're right, a that's a sin, right? And then Absolutely. once you do that, you're kind of pretty much in his boot What are you gonna do? Go back, you know? So then now the next thing he wants from you, he's gonna get. So it's like once you once you do it, you're kind of there. Yeah, Ex-
0: that's that's kind of like what I was alluding towards, and because they have to sign the contracts in blood.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that was you know that, that that's kind of the old lore thing, just to kind of give it that little quirky quirky feel, which I thought was a great job by you. I thought that was
0: excellent that was one of my highlights of the film uh when we get to like that third act area and then we start to see things from the past to bookend the film um and then all the things all the stakes are rising so you're getting your climax and all that kind of great stuff uh very artsy with the blood with the signing I that was amazing I was like oh look at this and when they're all sitting there and all the characters are there pretty much you know and you see, you know, the, the detective come in and it's he, like, oh, shit, what's, what's, what's going to happen here? You know, like, and you're watching and you're watching and you're watching and Eric's doing his spiel. Um, this ending, if you're comfortable, guys, discussing this ending. At, at this point, I've, I've released so much during this interview, but it's almost impossible not to. And it, it also ties into the fact that what I was saying, it's like, When you write and you're doing that, how do you not, you know, leak things? So I apologize for too much leakage if people want to see the film. uh, But I have to ask you guys about this great ending. So let's talk
1: about it, please. Sure. So ask specifically what you want to hear.
0: (laughs) Well, specifically, how did it come about? And what was the message that you guys were sending there? Because it's... What I like is that there's multiple different ways you could perceive this. And and this is where it's like a mind fuck because you're like, the whole movie you're trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, oh, that's what it is. Oh, 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 wait. So it's like one of those things that really makes you as, as a viewer, it's like when you read a book, you have to put it together yourself. Yeah. And, which, which I think is very cool.
1: I know, and thank you. And and this was, this is was something we talked about the idea so so, the, I think the theme of the film to me is like we want shit in life we want stuff in life or we think we want shit in life and we're willing to do anything to get that sometimes like hurt people close to you you know to get that shit and then um, but love conquers all
2: yep.
1: so you know the first part if we do that shit you know we do it for ourselves maybe that's not so cool but if you do it for love
2: maybe it's okay so that's my thought Yeah, that was kind of always i think the idea in my mind even when i read it when i was younger i think that's kind of where i thought the message was you know yeah i mean
1: it's an it's a weird world man it's fucked up and it's good in some ways right yeah absolutely
0: that's how i feel about pandemic i mean it's like it's a weird world it's fucked up like you said like i love that i'm connecting with people like yourself um you know we have time on our hands i think everyone has a better excuse me the majority of people have a better grasp on you know uh, what life is and it's short and it could be taken away from you and so appreciate your neighbors and yeah i'm gonna sound like a hippie because i'm i'm you know that's kind of like my mentality you know i'll I'll look at my window and be like oh look at that tree and i'll stare at it you know it's fine you know so you you're embracing things and all that kind of stuff, and you know, it gives us the opportunity during this time to be creative, write more things, interact with people, catch up with old friends, you know, like, and have Zoom meetings. Me and my buddies, we get hammered, and we talk about the weirdest shit, and my stepdaughter's, like, looking out the window, she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, go away! No, you can't hear this. And I put the headphones on. <laughs> you know? Like, that sort of thing. So, my point is that during this time, um, we all have time on our hands. I'm sure you guys would be doing another project anyway, but is anything else lined up in the future?
1: Well, he, he's got a couple scripts already. Um, Beautiful. Pretty much ready to go. Our daughter, Melissa, or my daughter, Melissa, his sister, um, she's got a script or two. I mean, there's so many scripts around that we could look at doing, so we're, we're going through them, but I think the feature is the 187, right? Yeah. That's the most – prevalent right now so we're yeah, starting to look at that yeah you know, reworking
2: some things with that yeah
1: yeah so and then uh and then also we're look, talking about the project with someone else to, to jake for directing their 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 it's a pilot a yeah. pilot which is pretty cool um and more on that coming up and yeah. uh, we hope to see that happen in, in the summer and then uh but like yeah going down with another with another um another feature would be nice that would be it's a lot oh, hell yeah and it is, it's also a lot to like work with the film and distribution so it takes a lot of time that's- even through this so you talk through the pandemic that's what we've been doing a lot of just working with the film's release right yeah getting it out honestly. there getting people to watch it or ask them to watch it because at the end of the day it's a fun film it's, it, it's a cool film it's i think it's a good story yeah it's a good story
0: where could the listeners find this and how could we follow and listen to you guys, um, you know, on the internet, whatever you post in and how how could our listeners find you guys and how can they find that movie?
1: uh, So thank you, listener, please, please hit me up. But we can be found at the, at the arrangement movie on Instagram, at the arrangement movie on Twitter, it's at the arrangement four, number four, at the arrangement four, Uh, Facebook, the, uh, the arrangement movie, and
2: uh, Noble F
1: Productions and Noble F Productions on Facebook too, or Andrew Hunziker on Facebook Jim at Hunziker. Andrew Hunziker, yeah. on oh, Instagram. You can find us that way too. Anyway, we'd love to we'd love to hear from you and lo- I'd love to hear more. Right now, it's on demand. Um, in, in our area, it's like uh, uh, Verizon, Comcast out there, and uh, out the West, maybe Cox Communications as well. Other places, what your, whatever your cable provider is, it's on demand. It's on Amazon for the DVD and the blu-ray and uh we're going to be at the in the garden state film festival nice march 24th through the 28th we don't have the schedule nailed down yet but we'll be there it's going to be virtual too so people around the country can, can can watch it as well so that'll be all on the page so we're really happy about being the garden state film festival
2: yeah that's awesome
1: yeah. and uh and worldwide it's actually if people are listening in poland we just inked uh, a the deal today to have distribution there and uh have a deal pending about to be done in India. So it, it's getting some worldwide traction too, which is cool. But, yeah. but, um, um it, it's, uh, indie filmmaking, you, you gotta love it, man. You gotta do it. Cause it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a process from beginning to end. You get involved in 100%. Yeah. Yeah. it.
0: It seems like up. theater yeah. on the screen, you know,
1: and it's real
0: because everything, yeah. like you said before, you have these environments, like things that are tangible, Like, you got to make it work. And when you do, like, real life, that's why I mentioned The Sopranos before. It was so good because you had only a few set pieces to show. You had the kitchen. You had whatever they were doing on the street at the bottom, Bing or whatever. And it worked. And it looked huge because you felt like you were in a real world, you know. You felt like these were all breathing things. Now, speaking about breathing things, we're all wearing masks nowadays. I got to bring back our mustache guy. From the film. <laughs> he had he had hand sanitizer, he had his shit together. And I want to bring that yeah. to the beginning and I forgot. He had I'm like homeboy's ahead of the game. Cause I, know <laughs> I shot the film, right? Like he's wiping <laughs> shit down, which usually is an indication of someone's like OCD that they're all you know. Yeah. And so I'm watching that, I'm like, that that's a nice touch because what that does. Is it adds uh, character development? Now, I want to ask you guys. Um, you know, in closing here, uh, what were the influences to get you into film? Because you, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of patience. A lot of rejection and a lot of like positivity and a lot of elation. You go through so much shit when you're an artist. It's a roller coaster. Um, Andrew, we'll start with you, man. What 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 was your big influence getting in?
1: I, I always wanted to be an actor. I always did. So uh, I wrote the script because I didn't think I could act anymore because I was like 38 and I just had nowhere, no idea how to do it. So I just, you know, talked to my wife, just, you know, write a script. I, I wrote a script and then went through it. So that's kind of where it is. But in terms of film, I, I'm a big film fan, a big 70s film fan. I love good acting. I love good writing. So that's where I kind of come from. But Jake has a interesting story. Oh, okay. uh,
2: yeah, when I was a kid, um, I, I think probably John Carpenter in the film Halloween. I actually, don't tell anybody, but yeah, <laughs> uh, when I was like eight, I think maybe I actually made my own no, maybe little, uh, maybe even younger. I made yeah. like my own homage to Halloween yeah. and like I played Michael Myers and I ever like we, we the whole family did it. And that was kind of when I, you know, looking back, like I think it makes sense. That I want to be a filmmaker, but from there on out, man, like, I mean, horror was always my thing. And then I think. When I heard, I think when I saw Pulp Fiction, I saw the way Jules Winfield and Vincent Vega spoke to each other. I was like, I dialogue's interesting, you know, writing like, like the way people yeah. talk, like characters. And then I think I got, I got to like, you know, give a lot of credit to Tarantino just for influencing me, yeah. you know. And there's so many people, man. But I mean, you know, with this film, I think David Fincher, like you said, Seven Fight Club, at least for the look. Yeah, Seven's um, a big, big influence on this film. Big, so, big, big uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. no. Dude, that dude, that was spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Seven, on
1: Seven's like, yeah, absolutely. No, no. Uh, homage, whatever you want to call it, borrowing, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, a couple other ones, are really, though, like Rosemary's Baby, if you ever saw that. Oh, Weird yeah, for yeah. And uh, Angel Heart, uh, Mickey Bork, uh, Robert yep. De Niro film. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, a couple yeah. other ones, too. But yeah, you try it. Six Cents. Talk about Six Cents. The twist in Sixth Sense was kind of the idea, yeah. too. A little bit Try like
0: usual the suspects, twist.
2: too, I think. A little usual bit suspects. Like, yeah,
0: this is why I bought all this stuff up, especially with the dialogue and stuff like that. And you mentioned dialogue. Kevin Smith, you know, did Clerks and mall rats and his dialogue. Like, they'll just talk about nothing. And then remember the scene when – like, you know, he's painting his girlfriend's fingernails, and she's talking about blowing 37 guys over her, her life. And it. he's like, trying to suck any more dicks on our way back to the car or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it,
1: dude. I love Kevin Smith, man. Yeah, he, he's something else. He, he is. He is. He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's I'm looking for Clerk, Clerks 3 is coming up, I hear. I hear oh, Clerk's I can't three. wait.
0: I heard about that. And I always tell, tell my wife, like, when we're watching movies like this, even ones I've seen a million times, I'll just look at her and be like, who writes, like, where does this come from? Like, like, you know, like, And so that's what I try to do when I write, you know, I, I want, cause I'm writing something like a martial arts film. That's kind of serious, but yeah. I want to have fun and character and charm. I want you to like the bad guy a little bit. I don't want him to just be a straight up asshole. I want you to yeah. see a different side of, of a villain, you know, um, yeah. you know, so outside of that guy's uh, family, uh, you know, Andrew, you've been married a long time. You have four kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jake's my, my oldest son, my second oldest. My Jessica's my oldest, Melissa and Nick, and my wife Jackie. Yeah, so a long time. It's a, it's a great, great supportive family, and it pretty talented. Like yeah, pretty talented.
0: You know, so oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And any pets? Do you have any pets?
1: Yeah, got a little dog, Bernie. We just I just got puppy. A, a puppy, and then also a Pugsley, who's like fifteen. Like the old dog, we just seen it all. Notorious, you know. I call her a Notorious Pug. Yeah, Notorious Pug. Yeah, it, it, dogs are dogs are really great. Talk about like yeah. bonding. Uh, I, I bonded with my animals over the pandemic. It's really it's really neat. The, the dogs. Yeah, there's something else part of the family.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, I've never enjoyed my home more because I'm actually home a lot. Um, I was a music teacher by trade. And a musician and and a lot of things have shut down. Luckily, you know, we're getting by, uh, you know, things are solid. Bills are paid, in other words. But the best part is hanging out with my wife, enjoying all the shit that we had to do our whole lives just to get a nice television or a roof over our head. So, like, and I get to sit down with my dog for five hours a day and pet her. You know, I kiss her a lot. She gets pissed off. She's a Chihuahua, so she gets a little like, "Hey, it's enough now," you know. But it, it's it slows down the pace and it makes you stop and smell the roses because every day we're going, 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 going. And um what about you, Jake? Uh, do you have any kids? You you, you married? Do you have any pets?
2: I don't have any kids. I have a wonderful girlfriend. I've been with Maddie for uh actually five years no four years in uh may that's coming up yeah she's the one though so <laughs> i know and i'm lucky I'm lucky. she puts up with me you know
0: that that's what it is that's what we always say you know they put up with me mean. you know it's like that's the thing because I, I there's so many times like i'm doing something and my girlfriend oh my wife or rather is very very smart you know and she's very good at technical stuff and i suck so sometimes i'll be doing an interview and I can't find it in the computer. I'm like, babe, oh my god, Jesus Christ! I can't. Oh, this was so good, and I can't find it. Or like, I'm doing a, a, I record from home a lot with the drums, and and I'm like, I don't understand. It worked yesterday. It's not working today. Like, please help me. And she's very patient with me, and you know, she'll she'll always give me the heads up about things, and that that's what makes it better. Not that they have to hold your hand, but that they they support you, like. I'm writing this screenplay right now and she's been very helpful and her ideas I'm going to say that she wrote this fucking thing. You know, mm-hmm. because I'm like she she's like it should go here and not there. I'm like wow. Holy shit, I didn't think of that. And she's like now she's like you got to incorporate the modern to the old yesteryear of what you want to do and make like your own like thing and she walked me through a scenario. I was like you just changed this whole film and made it way better,
1: you know. Dude, that's filmmaking, though. Collab, yeah. Collaboration is filmmaking. Everybody, it's like everybody adds something to it, makes makes it better. It could be an actor just delivering great no. stuff or it could every be a great voice, shot.
2: Every voice matters, man. I mean, like, don't let, you don't want people, you don't want something to obstruct your vision, but at the same time, never write someone's like idea off you know what i mean like always have open here i think kevin smith said something about that how, like you know he's on, on set like never tune anybody out completely you know if someone has an idea hear them out because you never know that's everybody's an artist in their own way man someone's have a really yeah. great idea and it could work well with whatever you're doing so. every everyone's a filmmaker and it sounds like you and your wife
1: have a good good writing duo there man that sounds yeah. pretty good you well guys it's gotta,
0: amazing she helps me <clears throat> excuse me She helps me with music, uh, gives me honest opinion. Like, we're best friends, man. Like, I, you know, Jake, you said you found the one. I found the one, man. I hit the jackpot with this – I mean, with this beautiful woman I have. Not only is she beautiful, but uh, just – I could talk to her about anything. Like, I'll go up to her and be like, hey, babe, why do you think aliens – stick things up people's butts and do alien probes to scan their brains. And she'll like sit down and have a normal conversation with me. And we're not <laughs> even high. We're not even drunk. We're just, <laughs> she just understands this about me. No.
1: <laughs> you know, like...
2: Hey, but, man, I, I, you know,
1: also, someone who, someone who laughs
2: at your jokes, man. Always oh, yeah. good, good to have someone she, who laughs my, at your jokes. My girlfriend, she thinks I'm the funniest fucker alive. Yeah, and I'm like, right. I love it. I'm like, oh,
0: man. Like, it makes you feel so good, too, because someone embraces your madness. And, you know, we get, we get on great, man. We've been together, uh, shit, seven years now. And it's like yeah, I told her, thank you, man. I told her what I was doing with, like, screenwriting. I'm like, I want to go back to that because I did it a while back. Not Nothing ever got lighted. Nothing ever came by way of it. But, you know, I'm like, I just been watching a lot of movies. Like we talk about like pandemic. We have a lot of time on our hands. So I'm like, I caught up with my old films that whether it's the Godfather, Goodfellas, best of the best, like Steven Seagal movies. And I'm getting like fired up. I'm like, Ooh, this is what made me want to be in film. And I went to the music direction, which is great. And I want to say another thing, Jake and Andrew, you guys made this point is that, you know, when you get an actor or you get someone in, they could bring in a different, aspect and dynamic uh with me with music sometimes i'll be collaborating with somebody and i'll hear something i'm like wow i did not look at it that way but you just kicked its fucking ass i did a track with bobby kimball from toto a while back for my band yeah great 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 guy amazing singer and he totally like went in there did the chorus without rehearsing nothing went to the studio and kicked its ass, and I'm like, I call my guitar player because it's just me and Bobby in the studio. I said, we got to rewrite that chorus. He's like, why? I'm like, because Bobby just made it fucking two thousand percent better, you know. It made it two thousand percent better, you know. So and that that's what that's what great collaboration is. And you guys have a family. I want to talk about my family real real quick. Um, Kim Couples is part of my family, not by blood, but in my heart for sure. She brought this together. And I appreciate. It. It.
1: I appreciate that. tell was going to say Absolutely. thanks, Kim. Thank so you. so much. She was a wonderful said so many wonderful things about the film. Watched it, got us together, and that was yeah. that's, a, that's a blessing. I really do appreciate Kim. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. He's, yeah, and she's it was an great an talking character. to you. Yeah, she's an
0: Is artist. That, I'm sorry. She's an artist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to continuing to talk to her. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you too for the time. Really, thank you for it. watching watch it, for watching it too. So I gotta tell you, I mean, you know this, your your musicians. Someone watches your, your work and they like it. That's that's such a compliment. Yes, and people say yeah. that it is, man, because it's like cause you work so hard to put it out there. Somebody go, they get it, they like it. They don't love everything. They have different, or but they ask questions or they yes. or it's thought provoking, and that's 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 a, that's a compliment. So thank oh, yeah. you. I really appreciate
0: it. No, I I'm thank really, you guys for your time. I, I look forward to doing this again in the future. Um, for those listening, it will be up on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all the places. I'm going to send you guys the links. It should be up within our next cool. time. I'm going to say hour and a half tops. And uh, wow. this was a great time, man. Like, this was a real great time. Um, I want to appreciate it. I appreciate you guys and, get, and give you props as being great creators. Because you mentioned how much work it takes. Like to do this stuff. There's music involved. There's actors. There's personalities. There's script writing. That to put a movie together is it, it's that's why I never try to shit on anyone that ever does anything like this. Because it's it's a process. And you guys definitely with the shorts that you did and all the kind of stuff that you've been around with you, Andrew, with acting. I know you got accepted to the Academy of Dramatic Arts, and that's awesome, and all that kind of stuff, and did a lot of things and you as well jake um but to go to get to the graduation of making a full feature and making it kick ass
1: that's cool yeah that thank fucking you man. awesome that's so that's so cool right, thank man. you that's huge absolutely, man Guys, I look forward to talking to you and i want to hear more about you. absolutely we'll talk more man thank you absolutely
0: so guys thank you so much
1: for listening everyone
0: and thank you andrew and jake thank you